Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, I have a really, really, really special guest. He's an actor and comedian. His name is Oliver Giorgio. Hello! Hello, world! Ooh, the first time that I've heard my name pronounced correctly. <laughs> yeah, we had a conversation from the, the about dynamic it. Duo. <laughs> from the dynamic duo. From the dynamic duo, Aaron and Matt always saying it incorrectly. Mm. And we didn't know how, what part of how Matt says it was incorrect. Uh, was it Georgiou? Was it Georgiou? <laughs> was it. Giorgio. Giorgio. That's Giorgio. The, apparently the latest one. Giorgio. That's a common one. Yeah, because I think uh, you'd comment. <laughs> That he's saying it incorrectly, and then he'd change it again, but, like, never... <laughs> you never actually ask me how <laughs> Ever. to do it. Uh, so it's fine. It was, it was It's a nice, fun game. And if you listen to this, then he'll know. Then he'll know. He'll finally know. It's Giorgio. Just Giorgio. Just straight up Giorgio. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Oliver? I'm doing well. I, uh, yeah. I, um, I got in at 5 a.m. last night. Oh, from a, wow. From a set, so that was fun. And I was like... Where? Doing what? I was, uh, uh I had to... I had I was an army guy, and so I had like a whole bunch of like heavy straps over my shoulders, so my shoulders already hurt. Uh, and then um, after that, they strapped me up with a whole bunch of like pads and stuff, and uh-huh. I had to like wrestle people. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. It Is was this for a film. It was or for, for a film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it was actually uh, fun. It was nice because it, we they had the stunt guys, and the guy who was holding me down and pinning me down was one of the stunt guys. They were making sure that I was safe and they, that I felt safe and that I didn't feel like I was going to get hurt. And, uh, and so, but as I was, as he was laying there about to wrestle me, uh, with my head laying on his forearm, Mm -hmm. um, and we were waiting for the, uh, director to call action. Mm -hmm. All I could do was lay back on his forearm with him, like over top of me. So it was already kind of cuddly and nice. (laughs) And just look up at the leaves, because we were in a forest, uh, and there were big, huge white lights on everything, so it was extremely vivid, and it was like, uh, if, if you've ever um, had a psychedelic experience with <laughs> trees, it was like that. And it was just the most peaceful thing in the world, just before a fight-struggle scene. Oh, oh it, was real, it was really nice. It was really nice. That's crazy! Yeah. Yeah, I've never gotten quite an answer like that to how are you? Um, <laughs> well, there you go. That's there we are. Um, and you were there until 5 a.m. That's insane. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I just got home, uh, took the bus home, and uh, watched the sun come up as I tried to get to sleep. Oh, that's... That's for six hours sounds romantic, <laughs> but I don't think that was very romantic. Oh, in the arms of that man, it was a little romantic, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can and, think uh, about your trip, your psychedelic trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll As try I was being held uh, very... Tenderly. Tenderly. 
It was a very tender hold. It was. Yeah, I appreciated it. <laughs> he knew how to do his job. He yeah. knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he knew what he was doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knew. <laughs> mm. No, you don't hold someone that tender right? just professionally. <laughs> he, he knew. <laughs> Oh, Oliver. Mm. So, um, you did uh, you did the bed post show, um, and I asked you to do a set of whatever you wanted to. Yeah, and you did. I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I didn't. I, I I realized that I didn't want to tell a ten minute story. I had ten minutes or something. Uh, so I I wrote a bit, but it only came out to five minutes. So I was like, oh, right. Uh, so I ended. I started with uh, a real story um, that I tried to tell a couple times before, but that was probably the best time that it went about one of the first times that I thought I had a wet dream <laughs> and had my and, and told my dad as he was changing my sheets uh, which was a terrible idea uh, <laughs> terrible timing terrible timing um, and um, and then uh, the bit I still love that bit and I still haven't had a chance to do it again mm-hmm. uh, I did it for my stepmom actually uh, for oh Christmas my God. Oh because my God. Uh, this was like in Decemberish November yep and uh, and uh, my stepmom, like, she's always been a fan of action movies kind of thing, and thus, like, she la- she's laughed at more dick jokes than I think anybody else has. <laughs> and this set that I wrote was, um, I was trying to write it so that it was dick jokes, but that my uh, feminist comedian friend, uh, Jess Bolio, could laugh at as yeah, well. Yeah, great, perfect. Uh, yeah, and so I was like, great, how do I write dick jokes for women? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so she, uh, my stepmom liked it as well. Um, so, uh, but since then I haven't been able to, to pull it out and, uh, <laughs> pull it but, out. Oh, gee, okay. Yeah. Great. Or walked yep. right in there. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I'm just waiting for the next, uh, I don't, I don't book a lot of stand up or anything like that shows. So. Right. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but a real fun one. A real fun one. Real fun one. Um, where this, this little, uh, meek type individual. This meek individual. Was just dealing with the, his problems of having just a huge, uh, a huge, 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 dick. huge penis. Yeah. Uh, at the age of 16 and yep. how, uh, everyone else is. So intimidated by him. Uh, yeah. Masculine, uh, uh, extra masculinity has uh, ruined his life, <laughs> um, because of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I felt like when I was writing that, I was like, oh, how do I write? Cause I don't normally write sexual pieces. Content. Yeah. Content. Because, um, that's, I feel like I, I, I barely talk about it because I feel like I, um, it, it's sometimes hard for me to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so for this, I was like, great, how can I do this, but not make it seem like I'm just talking about my sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a good sex life. Yeah. I have a good sex life. And, uh, and I'm like, I don't want to just get up on stage and, and brag about how good I think my sex life is. Yeah. So I'm like, great. So how can I do a, a, an, an innocent character who doesn't have a great sex life? <laughs> uh, but innocence. Innocence was key, for sure. Where did you get that enormous uh, dildo that you packed your pants with? Uh, that's actually... That's a, that's a classic comedy bar prop. Oh, used in yeah. many Sunday Night Lives and many, so many Catch-23s. Pants. Pants. So many people's pants and just even around uh, holding it and uh i uh i do potter prov uh, yes. which is harry potter improv and one of the uh um the guy who plays snape uh but he was saying that the last time they did it because they did it before there was some sort of flesh-eating disease or something <laughs> and so he brought it out uh, in his hand and he was just like 
oh, Hagrid, will you never learn? And just tossed it off stage. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, that was his the giant Hagrid dick. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think that's kind of something people need to figure out with, like, telling a story. Like, storytelling with sexual content is to not come off as bragging about all these encounters. About yeah. About these cool encounters. Because that's, that's kind of what the shitty thing about dick jokes is in the first place because it's like either they're self-deprecating and it's just like all right great i get it you have a small penis mm-hmm. or it's um it's like oh i've had sex with so many people or like you're talking about this how many just, people have you had sex with how many people have you had sex with oh if you had a call and response audience for a set like that <laughs> you know what that's a great sketch idea that's funny to have a plant in the audience to uh to, to, play. to, to just play with that yeah yeah as yeah. this guy's trying to tell this like oh yeah Screwed this super hot chick the other day. <laughs> How hot was she? Uh, I don't know, like, probably in seven or eight. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, because nobody, you want to be likable on stage, right? Nobody likes this braggart. Braggadocio. Braggadocio. What's the, what's the... Braggadoosh. The braggadoosh. Braggadoon. Braggadoon, but braggadoosh, because then it has the... Braggadoosh. Because it's like, hey, braggadoosh bag. There you go. Braggadoosh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's uh, kind of a balance to do it in a likable way, in a real, authentic way. In a real, authentic way. You yeah. know, present it authentically, um, and have people... Identify with you rather yeah. than I, I also, but I, I always uh, admire when I see on your show when I uh, even on listening to the podcast kind of thing. It's like, oh yeah, for people to talk that openly about their actual sexuality uh, and without jokes, without a character in between. It's like, oh, that's admirable. That's impressive. That's admirable. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's not easy for everybody. No, yeah. it's and even for me, it's not. I wouldn't say it's easy. Like I struggle with maintaining my own privacy, maintaining yeah. my partner's privacy. Const- you, it's a balance constantly, yeah. you know? So it's not, like, easy. But you push yourself to do it, though. And, and I do, yeah, and I've kind of, I feel like I've created a space for myself to do it. Yes. Comfortably. Um, and with vigor. With uh, vigor. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand why it's tough for people to talk about their, their own sex lives. Sure. And even just sex in general. Yeah. You know? Because it's... Scary. <laughs> it's a scurry. It's a scurry. A little skirt. Because uh, there's like a lot of stigmas around talking yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, with certain parts of it, especially things like uh, like kinks and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've um, I've gotten used to saying, saying yes to kinks. Yeah. Uh, when they're like, you know, generally without uh, equipment or something like that. But um, but yeah, it just in bed, if, somebody, if somebody's like, hey, or call me this or something like that. It's like, yeah, there's, you're not going to get anything out of that moment by saying no to it. Yeah. And unless it's something that makes me extremely uncomfortable, like actual choking or something like that, then fine. But yeah, if somebody asks for me to choke them, it's not me choking them. It's me firmly putting my hand on their neck. And the fantasy is doing the The rest. The fantasy is doing the rest. And it's like, if they sincerely want to push down on my hand, then they can. Then that's (laughs) them controlling it. Yeah. It's like, it's like stage combat, right? (laughs) Exactly. No, it totally is. It's like that guy. It's like the, it's like that guy, that that tender embrace last night. (laughs) (laughs) Only that wasn't acting. (laughs) No, like that. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew that he knew. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, but it is very much like, yeah, yeah, you are vulnerable and you're, the idea is that your walls come down during sex, but, you know, if you're doing any sort of, like, kind of role play, fun, fetishy, yeah, kinky type stuff, then it is kind of like you're play acting. Yeah, a little bit. You know, putting on a persona, or, like, playing up a certain part of your own personality that you don't usually... That you don't usually, and it's... uh, You bring out the sex bomb, you bring out the dominant... And hopefully they know you well enough that if you do kind of, like take on the character, then it's like, oh, yeah, well, this is obviously, A, what I wanted, and, well, and B, uh, I trust this person not to go too far. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, well. Yes, yes, so that's uh, the thing with kinks, for sure. And hopefully if you're in bed with someone, you trust them enough to not go too far anyways. Ideally, (laughs) but, Ideally, that would be the thing. Yeah, Yeah. but not always. Yeah, yeah, if you're ever (laughs) experimenting. Yeah, it's interesting. Somebody actually approached me. Um, recently, and they're like, I would love to start experimenting with kind of like some sub-dom play. Would you recommend to go with somebody who, like, go on a kink site and try to find somebody that's kind of more experienced um, Mm -hmm. and gives a lot of, has given a lot of thought to those types of scenarios? Or would you, say, go just on a regular old dating site like OkCupid or something, Mm -hmm. and then just kind of bring up the conversation and find people that aren't necessarily hardcore kinksters and kind of experiment and play together and kind of find it out together. Hmm. And, um, and what did you what did you suggest for them? I was kind of like, I can see how going on a kink site and finding like a hardcore super duper kinkster might be a little intimidating, intimidating for right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and that might be a difficult situation to get into with another stranger because there's already this established kind of power dynamic. Yeah of this super experienced person. Like, even if that's the role play you want to get out of it, she's a submissive gal. Okay. So that is the power dynamics you want in the role play. But is that the power dynamics you want in the entire relationship sure. setup? Yeah. I. So I just said, like, take precautions. Like, your normal precautions when you meet somebody online. Like, meet them in a public spot. Tell somebody where you are. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily go to their place right off the bat. No, yeah, maybe the, somewhere the that, that people know that you could be. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've never gotten into to anything quite uh, at, like bondage or anything like that. Or um, The dom-sub thing is always just within tiny role plays within the sex kind of thing. Yeah. If it were to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Because uh, that's fun. And, and you can insert, like, any profession, any, like, <laughs> any character. Well, I heard you guys... I heard you and uh, Laura Silovitz talking about... <laughs> masseuse? Dirty masseuse? Dirty masseuse. And, like, just, like, her. all of the, like, uh, the, the, the amount of um, narrative that you had in your head during these things. And say, like, how? How? Does that happen? And you still stay in the moment. <laughs> any time somebody says, I like... Dirty masseuse role play. I'm like, okay, tell me what is your dirty masseuse like? Because even in those two roles, you can do fucking infinite yeah, things, right? Yeah. Uh, I, dirty masseuse. Dirty masseuse is that's a that's a thing. That's a, that's a definite turn on thing. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Maybe uh, the best one. <laughs> dare I say? I I generally I generally enjoy fantasies where, um. Whether or not I started in the position of power, um, I am vulnerable to the whims of whoever's there. Right. Um, so, but things like dirty masseuse, where it's like, if I was the masseuse, you're the but masseuse. That, but then, yeah, somebody, uh, the the client just kind of like reaches out and starts rubbing me. Then I'm like, 
Oh. Oh. oh whatever the client wants. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the client wants. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah, the customer's the sh- always right. The show must go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's like those ones where it's like kind of like I'm a little, I'm a little caught off guard, but I'm like, Okay. I love the reluctant, um, the reluctance, yeah. the reluctant lover. The reluctant lover. It's yeah, all obviously in the veil of the role In the play. veil of the role It's play. completely yeah, um, for sure. consented yeah. for. Um, but uh, I, and then I, I love I'm the that. reluctant lover, yeah. <laughs> I love being the reluctant lover. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Convince me. Should we? Oh. <laughs> yeah, should we? Yeah, and, and just like that, that idea of like... Uh, oh, should, it's taboo. Should, it's, oh, it's taboo. Oh. Should we or shan't we? <laughs> should uh, we? <laughs> Oh, with, with, yes, with the old Victorian thing in there. Yeah. Oh, if I can get a good... Victorian uh, role-play going. A good petticoat. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm. A petticoat play. (laughs) (laughs) Ten bucks if you type that in Google right now. You will find a petticoat porn. Oh, for sure you will, though. Do it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I actually found um, my favorite porn star is probably Cagney Lynn Carter. Is her name? Cagney Lynn Carter. Oh, Cagney Lynn. I love her Um, uh, because she's. uh, um, I I actually couldn't really uh, define exactly what she was playing at until I listened to a podcast recently. Um, It's Tristan Terramino's Sex Out Loud podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were talking about just kind of like they're talking about age play um okay and they're talking about some people just identify even in their daily lives as quote-unquote littles so it's just somebody who's a fully consenting adult um that just kind of identifies as of much younger age okay um and they're just you know they can that can manifest in lots of different ways they can kind of feel more like a bratty teenager or like just like an even smaller child that really likes to be cuddled and hugged and have things done for them and like so i figured out cagney lynn carter is totally a little because she kind of like talks in this baby voice all the time (laughs) and she kind of is like always plays this submissive like always is kind of in this submissive character and she talks in this baby voice but it's very authentically her though and that's that's been that's been a a thing forever though like santa baby like it's like that's a uh like you hear the movies from the 19 whatever's kind of thing yeah like oh gee or betty boop yeah yeah even uh, Marilyn Monroe with the very with soft, the very beef, soft, beef, just, beef, just over. Oof, yeah. oof, <laughs> oof, oof. Yeah, that's. T- <laughs> I wish you could see what Oliver's face is doing right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's like a sex thing, right? Like, yeah. Like, well, and I feel like at the time, because it wasn't that just coming out of the age of like grooming and like the Gigi esque. Do you know Gigi? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness for little girls. Yes. Like they, oh my god, the creepiest opening and closing ever. <laughs> this old man singing about little girls, where a whole bunch of like seven-year-olds are running around him in dresses. Oh god, gross. But um, <laughs> but coming, but it's coming out of that age kind of thing. I feel like uh, that was just kind of like oh, so let's find older women who kind of act like that instead. And yeah, that's been around for a while. Like yeah. That. It's an interesting topic. I read or I watched a documentary called Are All Men Pedophiles? All right. It was on Netflix and it just talked about the um biologically and historically why men why there is a fascination to sexualize like young women. Okay. Like why is 
the you know why are all porn stars why do they gotta write like just turned 18 like they just want them to be so young so fresh and young and the um history behind it is that truly like the best age for a woman to give birth to a baby and have it be at optimal health Mm -hmm. is something crazy like 14 Mm. like like just after they in our genes just after they've gotten those organs all sorted out all all moved and dropped and whatever whatever they do Uh, that actually that so it's about kind of passing on their genes like that's the that's the the motivator to get with the younger women because they're going to like produce a healthier offspring Mm -hmm. a hot healthier prodigy for you to pass on your genes yeah and that's why that there's like a fascination to sexualize like young women No, how? uh, That's what the documentary. That's the documentary. Prost. Well, no, that's it. It's 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 always interesting to think about how much um, evolution and our own like biological things uh, dictate what sexual uh, preferences we have, et cetera, kind of thing. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, because something else it suggested was why why men kind of like a more petite kind of okay smaller gal like like the girl to generally be smaller and more feminine and dainty than them why men also have a preference towards that is because say like caveman times they could easily just fucking hit her over the head with a yeah fucking piece of wood and Um, and, you know what i mean and drag her into the cave and yeah can't do that with someone taller than you No, well, it's, uh, but... It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. And though I haven't been with many tall women, Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that I'm averted to in that way, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Somebody brought up, a a past uh, partner brought up to me at one point, um, the idea of scent, uh, and how that kind of affects who you stay with. Right. Um, cause yeah, if you have, uh, uh, an experience with someone and, um, and you like their scent, uh, you're, it turns you on more kind of thing. You're more comfortable cuddling yep. and you're just more in general, uh, probably going to, uh, uh want to go back and something yes. or something like that. Uh, but, um, and then since then I've noticed, uh, a couple times where I'm like, oh, I'm not particularly fond of this person's scent. Natural. Natural scent. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll... Uh, it has affected some sometimes uh, whether or not I, I go back to them. Yeah, I could smell Matt all day long. <laughs> like, I could, I could just breathe that scent, that manly, musky, McCready <laughs> scent in all uh, day musk, eh? long baby <laughs> all day long um no it's funny they um i work in uh, adult retail uh nowadays mm-hmm. and they have like a whole line of scents that amplify your own pheromones like there's okay all different companies do it and it's like to attract a man so you're is it different than perfume kind of thing where it's like it, it Yeah, most of them don't have a noticeable scent at all. Okay. That it's something more like I don't know how well these are actually going to work. Like what they what 
people have, what the reviews say about these types of pheromone sprays and okay. pheromone perfumes and stuff like that, is that if you are, if you are, um, like it will not, you will not be in the bar and people will not flock to you. That's not how it works. But <laughs> you are like an ex commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, they won't be chasing you down the street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you are in a position or in an if you're in a situation where sex is an option, where sex is on the table, that it will, it will go in your favor. Yeah, it will. So if okay. you're like in the bedroom already and you guys are chatting and like, are we going to do it or are we gonna, not going to do it? Are we too nervous tonight? And this isn't going to Let happen. me check. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's how it always goes. It really does, yeah. You got to feel it out. You're like, you got to feel it out. Yeah. Feel that out. Yeah. And we were even talking the other day, like how, how the, um, antipas, anticipation and nervousness, nervousness. Oh my God. I couldn't say either word. Uh, (laughs) She's too nervous. (laughs) Before a threesome is like palpable. It is so funny. Like we, uh, we, I did a show with Jess Beaulieu, which that we just brought her up. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like a queer comedy night. I did some burlesque. She told this great story that I've heard her tell before. And it is so fucking funny of her very first threesome. Okay. And half of why it is so fucking funny is because they, sit there and play with their dog for like four hours (laughs) and then she's like and then suddenly the dog went in the other room (laughs) and we were like why should we do like it's just so awkward and it just like is drawn out so hard because, oh, like, you know that moment when you're just with one person. Yeah. How it's like, are we gonna, are we not gonna, like... And at, so with two, it's like... With two, extra, it's like extra added. Extra voice. Yeah, yeah, the extra voice. Uh, the only... I've been in two with the same people. Yeah. Um, and the very, the very first time, I was kind of thrown into it a bit, mm-hmm. which was nice. Because mm-hmm. I had someone, one of them was a very dominant personality. Mm-hmm. Like, she uh, immediately went to a 10. <laughs> and so I kissed her, and then uh, she's like, now kiss her. <laughs> Sexy! And I was like, okay, are you okay? And she's like, I'm okay. I'm like, okay. Okay! <laughs> I'm okay. <then. laughs> uh, and, so, and so that happened, and then... And then she kind of took charge for the rest of the time. And great. I was like, this is fucking hot. Yeah, she had this. She had this. She and had I was this. like, great. And everyone, like, I feel safe because everyone else is controlling what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just a player. I'm, I'm, just, a, I'm, I'm just, just a vessel. I'm just, I'm just a just... vessel. I'm a vessel for this. And I was like, so, <laughs> yeah. And it was, and as, it was mostly uh, with, with the other girl, with her on the outside. And then, you know, I... Um, caress her or kiss her kind of thing, but also just kind of looking at her and yes. like staring her in the eye while I'm having sex with this other person. Crazy. Like, mm. Oh God. Yeah, it was, oh. it was really nice. It was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't necessarily have to be, that's a big part of threesomes is like what Jess was saying in her story. She's like, just keep busy. Just keep busy. <laughs> just keep, just keep busy. You know, like, but I think you have to allow those moments in the threesome to have because the three of you can't be attached the entire time. Yeah, that's just a rise, writhing myth. Mess. Yeah, that's not a rising mess. 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 Um, 
like you, there are plenty of moments in the threesome where two are doing something and you're there mm-hmm. just viewing. You're touching yourself. You're just kind of doing some caresses, some assisting. Yeah, it's like a, a it's like a three person improv scene. Let's bring it back to <laughs> now. It. It's a two hander. Now it's a yeah. two hander, and it's yep. like yeah, you change the dynamic, so it's yep. like great. Then it's two against one. Yep. And then it's like somebody's just on uh, leaves the room and leaves two there. Yeah. Comes back. And comes back. Yeah, you gotta allow it to be like malleable. Dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. Because I think that's, um, people find it difficult in threesomes. And I I know that my very first threesome, the first time I was like, um, I was not the one directly involved in any of the sexual content. I was like, uh, do I leave? Uh, do I, am I needed? Do, yeah. Okay. You guys go. No, you guys go ahead. I'll just do... Nothing. (laughs) I was like, didn't expect this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, now I'm not involved. Well, what do I? Mm -hmm." (laughs) Uh, Well, especially if you were the outside dominant one kind of thing, you suddenly kind of like lose a little bit of like confidence in actually having being involved. It's like, have I done my work? (laughs) It's like, okay, so I got them doing that. And they're having a great time. I feel like I'm and this yeah <laughs> wash my hands with this <laughs> I did my thing I did my thing I did that um, my bit yeah that's an interesting question <laughs> yeah when, when does a threesome become a twosome <laughs> and, then, when, and then back to a threesome and back to yeah. a threesome yeah but anyway but now I've learned that that's like that is such a natural part of the threesome mm-hmm. right like yeah. you gotta you know you can either keep busy while they're keeping busy or not or you can just view the nice scene that's happening before you <laughs> you can assist you can talk to them you can direct a little bit if you're kind of a more in a more like dominant personality there's yeah. lots of things to do where you are still involved. Involved in some, in some way. Yeah, like, don't suddenly feel... Even if it's just being that third person in the room, where it's like, if you have, if, if they like being watched... There you go, like that's huge. Watched. Yeah, you can just hang out there and just watch them, and they're gonna be like, oh, yeah. Like, they think gonna... I'm so sexy. Yeah, everybody... Well, not everybody likes... Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, everybody likes to be watched having sex. <laughs> no, no, everybody not doesn't. Not everybody does, that's true. Yeah. That's what I like. That's yeah. you, Aaron, speaking right now. <laughs> um, I think that's a good place to take a break, Oliver. All right. Sounds good. We'll be right back with Oliver Giorgio! tell you about Come As You Are. Come As You Are is the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop, and they have a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. This means that Come As You Are is able to ensure that their shop reflects diverse genders, orientations, sexualities, and life experiences, rather than just one person's idea of what sex and sexuality products should be about. Come As You Are is never put in a position where they have to bend their professional or personal ethics to please the man. And they are offering a fantastic discount to Bedpost listeners. That's 15% off at www.comeasyouare.com with coupon code BEDPOST. All you gotta do is type in B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive this generous discount. 
I truly hope everyone listening goes to the website and sees what these folks are really all about. And I truly hope that you enjoy the rest of the episode. back at the Midpost Podcast with Oliver Giorgio. And we're back. Whoa, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Oliver, um, I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. It's a leading question because I need to talk about some class that I'm going to teach. <laughs> so it's going to lead into that eventually. Okay, great. Trust me, there's a method to, to my madness. madness. Okay. Has anyone ever done a striptease for you? A striptease for me. A sexy striptease hmm. for you. Um, probably. Probably. <laughs> it wasn't very memorable. It, well, it was, it, I think that any time that there was a sexy striptease, it was within a relationship. Yeah. And a lot of those sexual encounters, because there are so many in a short time, kind of together. Right, sometimes. yeah, 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 yeah. You don't necessarily remember every night with your partner of three years. Yeah. Your boyfriend of three years. Um, girlfriend of three years. I'm not, in terms of like watching people undress in front of me, mm-hmm. um, it's not, the, it doesn't turn me on the most. It's uh-huh. not, yeah, 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 yeah. The most. The most. <laughs> it's like one number down the, it's like number yeah. eight. I, I enjoy the, I enjoy the, the feeling of each of us taking off each other's clothes. Yes. Or only when necessary. It's like, um, it's like need to know kind of thing. Need to it's know like, basis. Great, great, great. So we've hit the point where your shirt could not possibly be on anymore. Any longer? Great. Let's take it off. <laughs> then by all means, remove but it. But if it's just like somebody like strips down and jumps into bed naked, it's like, I'll, I'll go with it. Sure. Yeah. It's like, it there could a, be a little more. Could be a little more. You know what? I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Um, especially, um, I'm kind of a nudist. I don't generally like to wear tons of clothes, just mm-hmm. like as in the apartment. Uh, She's nude right I'm now. I'm naked. She's naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm often just like completely naked, especially when I'm going to bed. I'm mm-hmm. like. Time to go to bed, strip down, get in the bed. Sure. So, like, for Matt, that's not the sexiest thing either. Just to see me completely naked. Okay. Uh, because he sees that all the time. Sure, yeah. And as you're saying, it's kind of sexy to have some clothes on and to remove each other's... Yeah. It's... Well, it's part of the foreplay. The mystery. Right? Yeah, yeah, like... The mystery is part of the foreplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, one of my, one of my uh, kinks that I used to be very much into, like, that would be what I would search... On there. Yeah, on the Googles. On yep. the Googles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was uh, uh, the CFNM. Oh, yeah. Cl- close female naked male? Yeah, yeah. Or the opposite? Uh, you know, close female naked nail. Close female Na- naked nail? Naked nail. Naked nail. <laughs> you also said closed female. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, what is Closed female naked nail. <laughs> curious what would come oh, up in Google if you type that. Um, no, uh, Matt's into that too, because I never have clothes on. So for me to have clothes on and him be naked is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that that comes back to the, the thing that I was talking about before, where it's like, no, yeah, I like to be 
it's nice when in the bedroom I get to be objectified, but at the same time, mm. I'm sure a lot of uh, the other side feels that as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like, yeah. That's a fun thing in a bedroom scenario, yeah. to be looked at as a sex object. Right? For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to um, a boylesque performer by the name of Jack Sabbath, um, and he said that what why he got into doing boylesque is because he, um, he thinks that just men and our society don't necessarily get to feel like sexual objects. Like women are so intensely sexualized yes. all the time. Right. Yeah. But he's like, when really do I have, not that I'm like talking about the plate of the white man, like, <laughs> Oh no, he has it so hard, but he's like, it's, it's kind of difficult for us to see ourselves in a, our bodies sure. really like objectified and seen in that intensely sexual light. Well, and that's, 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 you know, that's the other side of the, of the same coin of feminism, right? Where it's right. like, uh, what are men missing out on because hyper-masculinity and, and the way that we're raised yeah. uh, tells us that we sh- that's not us. To reject that the that's, feminine. That, that that's the other side, uh, you know, they get objectified, we choose them, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, yeah, we're both missing out. We're both missing out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, on either things, and of course... Uh, it being the the dominant side, uh, of course, that's why it's called feminism. Because yeah. yes, uh, women lead the movement for sure. Yep. But yeah, feminism has so many so many amazing uh, uh, perks for for men. For men as well. As well. Yeah, yeah. For sure. There's no reason that people should still hate feminists. Like, why? <laughs> why is that such a dirty word? Still, I, I don't I know. I had a but... friend who I it's it got harder and harder to like talk to him because he would always approach every Facebook conversation like a debate. You know those folks oh, where they're like, great, I'm going to come in and let's start a debate. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's not really why I posted it. Uh, you didn't post it to, to have a conversation? I was like, no, a conversation's nice, but we don't have to be at odds and look for who's winning. Yeah, um, yeah it's no, you it's, don't win Facebook. It's not about winning. You don't win Facebook. Uh, but he refused to use the word feminism because he thought that it was, if we're looking for our quality, it's unequal. So he preferred to use the word egalitarian. Okay. And so now anytime somebody refers to themselves as an egalitarian, I kind of immediately know a little bit about a, a little bit more about that them. term. Yeah. Um so I'm like, okay, great. Uh but I heard I I uh, somebody I forget if it was on Twitter or on Facebook, but I I read it and I was like, "Oh, yes, that's it." Um cuz even like all of the Trump supporters and whatnot down in the states, kind of thing, and like the the uh, poor white side of society. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff about like uh, uh, equality, and you're just putting us down, or equality, and you're just uh, uh, you're attacking older white males, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like how is that equality? It's like, and somebody put it this way: it's not equality that we're seeking; it's the dismantling of the system that's in, uh, that's in place. Yep. The dismantling of the, uh, yeah, the patriarchy, patriarchy, the, um, uh, the... Don't take it personal, guys. Don't take it personal. That's not what we're, that's not, the idea is not to make this equal, though. It's like with the police marching in the thing, it's like, no, uh, marching in the LGBTQ, Mm -hmm. uh, the the Pride Pride Parade. parade. Um, No, that's, it's not about, like, inclusion of everyone no matter what. It's, um, it's about trying to... Uh, dismantle, change the system. Change the system that's in place already. And if other people feel disenfranchised by having the police there because they still don't have a great relate, that community still doesn't have a great relationship with the police. It's like, yeah, by all means, it's like 
take off your uniform if you do want to march there, and otherwise and... just be doing your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, we're not here to celebrate how much you... It's it's very self-congratulatory, I think. Yeah. Uh, for Self-indulgent. Them be, self-indulgent for yeah. them to be like, why can't we have... It's like the PR, right? It's, like a, it's a PR thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, off of that. Um, but... Um, <laughs> So, so striptease. Oh, I said that question. Did we come back? Did we? We got out of striptease for that. So wait, weren't you gonna do a thing? Got very political. Out of the striptease. No, I don't want to. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me about striptease. No, I'm going. I'm gonna be teaching a class, a super basic striptease class for for women and couples on June 2nd at Oasis Aqua Lounge, and I just had to. Like like um, Fatima from Oasis Aqua Lounge, we're gonna have her as a guest on the podcast soon as well mm-hmm. um, to talk about Oasis and stuff. Oasis is a sex club for people who don't know what Oasis Aqua Lounge is. Um, so I'm gonna teach. So she wanted like a lesson plan for okay. me to submit a lesson plan for it, and I had to really like think about because she was like striptease as foreplay was like the, the main kind of idea behind this class and i was like she she had to i she posed to me like why is striptease why is a striptease a good aspect of foreplay or an important aspect of foreplay and i had to like really think about it mm-hmm. um because like i for i perform like burlesque numbers all the time but I don't think I've ever really done a private striptease in a bedroom for my partner. Mm-hmm. I haven't. In fact, I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I can say that I have not done that. Um, but I had to think about it, and I was like, I think it's a good idea, as we're saying, like, you know, in a long-term relationship, uh, you know, to just see the person, have the person just be naked in the bed is not necessarily, sure. like, that's a normal thing, yeah. right? So. You know, it might be a nice newness, kind of novelty type thing to see somebody partially clothed. Like, you know, it draws out. And also, possibly the narrative of that as well. Because you were saying, like, the narrative in the head while you're having sex. But it's like, oh, but the narrative getting into sex. Because often it's like, that's what I... Of of porn videos, that's what I watch. Yeah. Um, I watch the point up until they start having... Like the hardcore pe- sex, hardcore penetration sex kind of thing, because it's like that's the sexiest thing for me to masturbate to. Yeah, it's like I otherwise it's moving pictures and it's great. It's like great if, it, if that's visual stimulation, it's a good visual stimuli, and it, that can work kind of thing. But it's like uh, in terms of getting into it, yeah, it's then, like how what's the story how here? What's that? The... And I don't normally do that in real life, but it's like in terms of watching something uh, out outside. So yeah. yeah, even even just like the. Oh, I just yes. got home from work. Oh, these buttons. They're <laughs> so itchy. <laughs> so itchy. Just chafing me. <laughs> oh, I bet I got a rash. Bam! Bam! Boobs. Boobs. Is there a rash there? No. Check but it I out, doctor. <laughs> Expectations playing with them. Mm. That's what this is all about. But yeah, it's fun to like enter into a sex scenario enter yeah. into the bedroom with maybe with a narrative with happening you know like the... have a story kind of in place and it might be fun for a lot of women play submissive just out of habit sure because that's what you're kind of informed just kind of in our culture so that might be a fun thing for a female to do because it is kind of more a dominant situation it's like sit there on the bed look but don't touch 
Yeah. I'm going to do this thing now and you're going to watch. Like that that right there that might be putting her in a different position that might, you know, inform some like pretty cool yeah. sex later like to and see herself for her to see herself in this different light. This like not only like sexy like changing the the switch in your head of being like the partner, the provider, the mother, the whoever into like like switch that to like sex bomb like Mm -hmm. it does it for yourself so it's not only like switching the mindset for you both like okay now this is and now i'm gonna be sexy right now but not only that but that can make a power switch not only am i gonna be this sex mom i'm gonna be like this dominant sex bomb yeah and i what you were saying before about like just sit there look no touch kind of thing yeah i think that that's a big um, that could be a big for the other side of it as well. It's like, that could be a big thing for that. Cause I enjoy when I can, uh, put my hands up behind yeah. me. Actually lit. Let, like when, uh, when she, when, when they're on top and, and I, and it's obvious that they know what they like and, and they're going to do I'm their like, thing. I'm like, they're going to do their thing kind of thing. It's like, great. I'm going to do this and that's going to happen for a bit. And I am totally out of control. Yeah. Because they're in control. And so it's... Uh, and that's I, a lovely I, place to be, mentally, physically. Yeah. Like, just to lay back and, like, kind of bliss out and view, you know, view, the lovely... Yeah. Exactly. And if that happens at the beginning as well, that could work. What I'm doing with my hands, by the way, is putting, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. putting them behind my head and grabbing uh, the posts of my bed. Yeah, almost simulating, like, being bound a little simulating bit, Simulating being bound, except yeah. without the bound. Uh and yeah, and then you just get to like gaze upon uh, what is there in front of you. And if, you know, that just happens to be the striptease moment as well. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking like, like say if it's a couple that's been together a long time, like how often does that partner who's going to be sitting on the bed watching the striptease, how often really do you really look at yeah. your partner and look at your body and have full permission to just sit there and look at the the whole body like take it all in does that happen often probably well, it, not well not at the beginning especially because you you always start feeling like you have to be doing something or uh, like have have an action of some sort but if the idea is to make the uh, the person that you're strategizing for feel comfortable doing nothing yeah and being out of control yeah and just like yeah, put your hands up and grab the posts or just kind of like sit on your hands or kind of yeah. like lean back and just or have let them behind you or whatever. Yeah. Just, uh, it, I think it's a good, um, mental thing for, for that side as well to be like, great hands are back. I'm just, this is your job right now. This, this is, is your job. job right this now. This is my job right now. And I enjoy the fact that you're doing this for me Yeah, because this is great. This is great. This is great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So like what I'm going to do at some point this month before I actually teach my class is actually like do the, like, cause I'm going to teach them a bunch of different moves. Like I'm going to teach them a couple of different booty shakes, a couple of different shimming type things. Like just to like, you know, some, some, kind of ways to really like move your hips like the bump and grind it's called Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i'll teach a a bunch of little isolated types of moves and then maybe string them together into a little little number a little a little little number a little little striptease number number. so maybe i so i just got the idea now maybe i'll try that out before i 
teach it. <laughs> that would make sense. Sure, yeah, that would. To yeah, actually yeah. do it first. Do it. So this is what <laughs> I thought of. It might work. It might work. It might I, be don't, fun. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna learn together. We're gonna learn together. <laughs> You're like, who the fuck is this woman? <laughs> first of all, what uh, did I pay for? Oliver, we're pretty much at time here. Oh, I didn't even get to the horoscopes and uh, and how they relate to body parts. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have you back to talk about that. Why not? Um, do you have some things coming up that you might want to let people know about? Just in general, mm-hmm. uh, I do uh, improv and comedy around Toronto. and um, Or Toronto. Toronto, sorry. Toronto. Toronto. Uh, whenever I know that people are listening to me, I say it with precise diction. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. Toronto. That's the actor. Um, but um, uh, but I do uh, with Soda School of Dramatic Acting. It's my improv troupe, and we do uh, kind of theatrical improv, mm-hmm. uh, mono scenes between like fifteen to twenty-five minutes. And we just started putting those together into a larger play, like a sixty-minute play, and that's called Soda Theater. Yes. So check us out on Twitter at Soda Impro. And hashtag Soda Theater, spelt the Canadian way. <laughs> theatre. Theatre. The theatre. The theatre. Um, and I mean, Oliver is doing all kinds of stuff. Do you do like the 24, or you do the 24-hour schedule? I do the 24-hour schedule. Multiply. Multiply. Have you done everyone? Are you one uh, of the I've ones? I've done everyone except for one. <gasps> so I think it's like five? Yeah. Five? I think uh, we've been together twice. Twice? Have Possibly. Think, maybe, maybe just once. I think maybe I it was so once. good it felt like twice. It was like so twice. good it felt like twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I mean, Oliver is improvising around around the city. Do you have any like uh, Twitter situations or Instagram or anything like that you want? Uh, yeah. To... So uh, so for the soda, there's at soda impro, and for me, it's at o underscore Giorgio, <laughs> and you'll see how to spell it, I'm sure, on the podcast label. But G E O R G I O U, and uh, yeah, I do a lot of uh, tweeting, and you can find me on Instagram there as well. Wicked! Oliver, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having um, me. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, everyone, again, this is Oliver Giorgio. And, and this is Aaron Pim. And I'm Aaron Pim. This is the Bedless <laughs> Podcast. Uh, check back often, everybody, because we release a new episode every Friday. If you want to see Bedpost Live, the Roddy Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theater the third Friday of every month at 8. For more information on everything Bedpost, please visit us on Facebook at Bedpost Erotica or on Instagram at the Bedpost Sex Show or on our new website, bedpost.ca. Lastly, our uh, the Bedpost Podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.
Uh, and I do a, a D&D podcast. It's re- uh, real play. So we actually play the game, but we cut out all the dice rolls. And so you just get to hear the adventure. It's called uh, Caverns and Comedians. It's with a bunch of Toronto comedians. And uh, you can find us at on Twitter, at CavernsPod. Uh, hashtag CavernsPod. And uh, yeah, we've got a Tumblr and all that stuff. But uh, eh, just check out the Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just recently had our one year anniversary. And, Congratulations. Uh, oh, thank you. Hooray! Hooray!